Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. Like scary movies. Uh Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Before we get into tonight's episode, we want to remind all of those listening on Apple Podcasts to drop us a five-star review. It helps us grow as a podcast and build our audience. If you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, follow us, and don't forget to share with friends and family who might have a little bit of the strange in them as well. And while you're on those socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, be sure to find us, Fear and Beer Pod. Give us a like, share, and you can always message us. We love to interact with all you guys. Well, would you look at that? We are back three weeks in a row now. We, we It's almost like we're getting back in stride of things here at uh, Fear and Beer. Um, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Of course, you'll notice that you know, if you're street. watching on Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, if you notice, if, you, if you're watching on YouTube, we obviously are not in the same room again. But at least we're getting episodes out there, right? So <laughs> we are. We're doing, we're, we're we're doing it, Rum. We're getting there. It's. um selfishly to the people that do watch on youtube uh it is a whole lot easier editing these remote episodes and setting up for them and giving more time to think on things because yeah that takes a little bit of time it really does it doesn't seem like it does it takes a little bit of time putting up the yeah. lights and editing despite, and nonsense despite contra- uh, contrary belief i do not live with nicholas <laughs> we're not in the same <laughs> if building you think together that you are wrong yeah, no, I, I live, I don't, I don't live that far away from him, but it's far enough where if I have to go that direction for one thing, come home and then go back in that direction, it's a pain in the ass. So yeah, it's no. easier to just do this remotely in that situation. Oh, it's, it's much easier, but we'll, uh, we're not abandoning that. So we, so we apologize to the, easier. <laughs> so apologies to the 10 people who watch us on YouTube. <laughs> right. Some of them got like a, for whatever reason. I think our most watched video is our live draft episode that we did during our week leading up to that HHN. It doesn't surprise it's, me. It's I like, like that, 200. Yeah, I, it's that crazy. doesn't surprise me. But it is fun. I will have to want to, I do want to rewatch that at some point just to like look back on things. Um, so let's get into some stuff. We decided to discuss um, potential shows, stage shows, um, something of sort of that nature because while we were, well, not we, I, I was at the park um, this weekend and I saw the stages set up and originally I had posted thinking that they were for Mardi Gras, but apparently it was for the rock, the universe, which is something I was completely unaware of, but I, there was these big full concert like stages set up in various spots of the park. There and, was. And it, and yeah. And it get, it, it got me thinking what could we add? Is it possible to add these for HHN? Is it is it too crazy? Are they too big? Are they in the right spots? And so we, we decided to kind of have an episode to to dive into you know possible I don't want to say possibilities, but you know, ideas that maybe these could be potential people eaters. Um, especially with you know the the unknown um like the unknown of the fear factor stage. You know, we know that the fear factor show is is done. They had it open for Halloween Nightmare Fuel this year, but it's been kind of quiet on that front. Whether demolition is going to happen for that 
before the year or are they going to start stripping stuff away from it so we don't even know if we're going to have that but that's kind of what we're going to be talking about tonight we're going to be talking about potential show locations potential shows some stuff to add that could be fun maybe blasts from the past maybe just completely new ideas um but that's what we're going to be getting into today but as you all know before we get into that we have beer in our name for a reason um so tonight I'm tapping into, it's called Love and Ritual. It's a 7% hazy IPA from Great Notion Brewing. Um, they're out of Portland, Oregon. This doesn't seem to be one of their like prominent highlight beers. Um, it's got good reviews, a zero IBU, so that's nice. Nice little New England style IPA. Probably got that haze on there. Um, is hopped full of love with Nelson, uh, Sauvin, Citra, and Sabro. So probably going to have some fun taste, some funky taste in there. It has a little grimly, uh, Grim Reaper style character next to a bear in a cloak that are, looks like they're praising a fire, which is, of course, coming from a hop. So interesting enough to check out. Um, so that's what I got. What do you, you got anything special? Oh, we, we tapped no, into no. the silver bullet. No, no, I'm drink- Actually, I'm drinking Bud Light, not oh. tonight. So it's a little different, but um, All right. no, no, I do not currently have. And what is the percentage on this, this Bud Light you speak of? I've, I've, uh, I don't even a- know. <laughs> Water. What is Was it, it four and a half? Oh, uh, well, I don't, even, I, I don't think I've ever really looked. I think it's like three and a half, four percent or something like that, but. Hmm. I don't know. I can't tell. It's dark. <laughs> well, this one is good. Um, I didn't pour it out because I'm being a garbage person. I'm drinking it right from the can. I know. Nothing wrong with that. No video. No, no come no at me. Um, but from the little peephole I get inside the opening, the mouth of the can, um, it looks like pineapple juice. That's the the haze color of it right now. I'm sure if I poured it out, it would be similar. It doesn't have like a really strong citra kicker you know, kicky in the mouth kind of thing, but it's, um, it's good. Most like, like most of those hazy new England IPAs, it's, it's, you know, surprisingly refreshing. It's, it's weird saying an IPA is refreshing, but the, the new England styles seem to kind of cover the bases for me in that, in that regard. Well, if it's zero mm. IBU, yeah, it's going to be smooth and <clears throat> not bitter at all. So yeah, that is good. A little bit of that, that I, you know, that hop, style taste at the end um to be expected but it is still i like this one i like this one a lot i've definitely been gravitating towards those new england like the hazy ipas lately a lot of the um new belgium's voodoo ranger um it's kind of been my i've been kind of gravitating towards those versus the the typicals of my my past which has been the you know the berliner vices slash sours and then of course i get into i feel like in the winter time i get more into that porter dark stout style beer but then as springtime comes around i feel like i go towards the hazies and then summer is usually full of light beers because it's just too damn hot to drink anything fun and then october is strictly pumpkin pumpkin anything Whew. all right so should we dive in dive into these like i don't even know where should we where should, I, I guess what we could probably start with is you know just by walking around the park you know, potential locations that these things could, could pop up at places that could support the crowd. You know, you, you almost want to do not a crazy big stage because you don't want to get a crowd that outsizes your ability to 
you know, hold that. But are, are there any spots in the park that are, are kind of jumping out to you where it's like, hey, this actually is kind of a, a dead area. We could probably maybe sneak something in there. And obviously with all these ideas, we're we're just going to go with the fact that we're going to assume universal could make it happen (laughs) logistic wise. We're not going to get down to the nitty gritty of all like, you know, maybe there's a code and they can't put something there that that's, we're unaware of all those. So we're just going to kind of to throw ideas out there and maybe they stick, maybe they don't. Um, But that's, that's kind of my take on, on where like location wise, where stages could be day in day out. We're kind of, I mean, I'll, I'll, try and hold daily operations in the back of my mind a little bit, but I'm, I'm really going to, I don't have many of those plan, you know, if there's certain parade routes or in, in and out of, of workers there, I don't know the, you know, the minutia of that. So I'm going to kind of disregard that a little bit, but is there any like areas you think we could pop a stage in somewhere and, and, and add a little something? Um, if we're not, we're obviously not including the, permanent stage that they have by the roller coaster yeah um the easiest one is where they have one of them right now which is mm-hmm. kind of in that little street side that like not side street but that street between the movie theater where the tribute store was and on the other side where tor- uh, transformers is that little street uh, i think you actually wrote it down as um Oh yeah, that, that blues, brothers, like where Blues Brothers or whatever. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of where, well, that's that's where one of them is right now, right? Yeah. So because we were there on Sunday and we walked by them and we weren't really sure what what they were for, but um, <clears throat> I think that's obviously that's probably one of the best places. That's probably why they put that one there because it doesn't block, <clears throat> you know, too many, um. You know, it's not it's not it's not impeding the flow of traffic, I guess, is my point. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you lose that like kind of that crossover there, but it's not like, you know, you're blocking off an entire way, you know, from one side of the park to the other. Like if you if you you put it in a way where a block off where a lot of the traffic kind of walks through, that kind of gets gets kind of kind of difficult. But uh, if, if not there, another place I was thinking about is where they had conjured the dark yep, yep. Uh, i think that area if you push the stage far enough back to where the um exit of the fast and the furious ride is you could probably stick one in there um or even if you i mean i know they're probably going to use this area as a house but if you took where the queue for black phone and freaky was Mm-hmm. You could almost put a stage kind of back there too. Obviously, yeah. you know, like we said, we're not really taking logistics into in, in, into into play here. So I don't know, you know, if it blocks off traffic for like you know universal traffic during the day yeah. or not. But you know, it's trying to come up with areas like you said that don't really um run run you into a situation where you know, like like I said, impede flow of traffic in any way or you know, make it almost unsafe to have a large crowd of people kind of just milling about Mm -hmm. that. That's the, that's, what's hard. I mean, granted these stages don't have to be big. I mean, I don't know if the idea was that these stages are going to be like full concert stages because there's the one in the one in that's the the blues brothers area kind of looks like a concert stage. Yeah. Um, Obviously they could have smaller stages like what they had for, uh, zombie land or for again conjure the dark that was kind of like a small stage like you could have something like that kind of fit in 
to smaller areas, but um, there's not a whole lot of area in the park that lends itself to it. That's the problem. It is tough. It is like cramped. And, and I did, I had San Francisco on my list as well. And that was almost in my head. What I thought was if we had something like you said, similar to conjure the dark and then abandon that as a scare zone and move a scare zone location around so that it is somewhere else. So that little, you know, it would, I mean, it's bottlenecked anyways, regardless of if there's a, a show or not there. So like you said, push, get a little couple pieces that piece together as a stage. You can roll it out, push it back a little bit further, but by abandoning the scare zone aspect of it, you know, you're going to have a little bit more space because you don't have to worry about the actors walking through the crowds. You don't have the little mini set pieces on the side. So, you know, you could, you could possibly stick something in there. I mean, just imagine conjure the dark without the roaming, you know, full roaming characters without the big cave setups and then have that not as like a full scare zone, but as just a little stage show, if they did the show itself and then they left and then they came back, you know, you do it every 30 minutes or every, every hour or something like that. You could elaborate the show aspect of it a little bit, take down the scare zone aspect of it. And maybe that would be something that could, would draw people there that weren't going there for a scare zone. And then the people that were going there for scare zones can be, you know, separated over to wherever that, that other scare zone location is where they could have it where they had killer clowns um, scare zone, which was kind of that little back part of like right in front of where the Starbucks area is and across from the transformers ride in that little area. Um, I do like that little, and I'm trying to, think think about it in my head location wise that what i refer to is that little blue Bro- blues brothers alley you know it's the one that runs parallel to all the food over by the smoking section and then the section to the left of it is that little meaty meats area and i thought about it too i mean it really is just a passageway there really is nothing nothing there so to cap that put a little stage at the end like they have if you haven't seen it right now um they essentially have a big elaborate, you know, concert stage lights, the whole shebang. And you could do something in there where it, you could funnel crowd in there. You know, it would be much like funneling them into the, the water lagoon show and funnel them back out into the scare zone when it's over. It would be one entrance, one exit in and out the same area. Um, but I think something there would be cool. Obviously it would cut through that pass through, but like you said, it's not, it's not like you're doing it in front of rip ride rocket where you're making a giant like loop around situation this is you don't go through that 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 little alley for much so to eliminate that from traffic flow to add a people eater i i would be down with that um the it seems like a bigger stage but the stage over across from mel's die-in now that one would get funky because it's right in front of the scare zone and it's right in front of the lagoon. So logistically, I don't know if that necessarily would work with the lagoon flow, but I think the, I mean, I don't think it impedes the scare zone that much. And if anything, it kind of hides a little bit of it. So I, I'm, I like it in that aspect. I would love to have a show there. They, they used to do stage shows there in the past too. Um, and this might be a, a whole nother episode for us just diving into past shows because when I was starting to kind of research this a little bit, it's these, you know, quote unquote shows 
if you look back to like Fright Nights 1, they had 20 shows. Now they refer to like shows as like the little side stage characters doing like one-offs and stuff like that. But you know, that was something of the past that they, they sort of abandoned and the, the Mel's um, stage area. That's where, you know, before uh, the show that was previously at um, the fear factor stage, the, the uh, Academy of villains, you know, I shouldn't really say their name, but they're, they're, they, that's the stage area they were at. And that's also where, you know, the carnage returns was in 2015. And they had Jack's carnival of carnage there in, in 2007. And there's a, a plethora of shows that run from all the way from 91 to 2006 that were in that area as well. Obviously in those earlier years, you didn't have to worry about the giant flow of traffic and, and the amounts of people that they deal with now, but it's been done before. Um, obviously then they did not have the lagoon show going on. Um, but I'm just going to, like we said in the, earlier in the episode, I'm going to bank on universal finding a way. Cause that when I saw the stage there, I was just like, wow, I never even, I never even really like imagine. I knew they had the, the Jack show there and I, I just didn't really look too in depth because you know, we don't really research, you know, past shows and stuff like that. We've never really discussed that aspect of the event. Um, I knew it was there, but I, I only saw like close up pictures. So I didn't truly understand the, the full magnitude of the size of it, but it was a good size. Um, obviously the last time it was there, you know, there was the last bigger ones. It was 2017, 2016, 2015. So we're not like too far out of those busy years. Um, yeah. And we could almost do without the lagoon show too. Like I understand yes. the, I understand why people, why, why it's entertaining. Cause, um, I think it's really interesting what they can do with the lagoon, you know, with the water effects and, you know, the music and the lights and the projection mapping and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of things that they can do with it that, that, that that's interesting. But on the, on, the, on the other side of that token, I think you and I both agree that like once you see it once, it's kind of like, all right, I don't need to see that again. Um I feel like if they have if they if if they would rather do the stage there, I feel like they'll get more people to stop and watch regularly. And you know, the one the one hard part with that with that area is with as busy as some of the busier nights as horror nights can get. Um that one may impede traffic a little bit. Um they'd have to do a pretty good job of keeping the flow going at least into the scare zone cuz you're right, it does it does block that that entrance into that little wooded area. I don't know what they call it. San, what, what, what do they call it? San Francisco or, or, or whatever it is. But, um, you know, you have to kind of, you have to set it up in a way that if you have a stage show of some kind or an, or a musical act or something like that, that you block it off to the right side enough that people have a pathway to walk. Um, yeah. Not everyone's going to want to stop and watch. And if you, if you, if you, if it gets, if it's a lot of, if it's enough people where, they're now like blocking the walking, the walkthrough. It kind of creates a, a bottleneck and, you know, it kind of hurts the scare actors in that zone too. Cause you know, we've said before, that's the best scare zone area. We don't really want something to come in and like impede on that scare zone either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, you know, that should be like the, that, that, well, maybe that's just my own personal opinion. I, it, maybe it's not something that like is true with everybody, but I, I don't think that that scare zone should be impeded in any way. Cause it's kind of like the main, it's like the main attraction in that area. Yeah. I mean, the worst part of it is like, 
it, it's almost become too good. You know, it, it's become so crowded and cramped in those ones because I, I right. think that that it sucks because it's it's not necessarily always my favorite scare zone, but it's always my favorite location. You know, and it, it, they just kind of they get oh. hurt by how small it is and and how many people are coming to it. Now, it's almost like you do have to limit how many people can pass through it at a time, but you can't. So it's just you're, you're kind of, you know, failing upon your failing because of your own success. Right. I mean, it, it just naturally benefits from <clears throat> the environment over there. Like it naturally just benefits from the, you know, the the. Best way to put the atmosphere, it, the, the landscaping is like yeah. it, it works. It works the best. It mm-hmm. create, like you said, the atmosphere. It creates that atmosphere just being the way it it was designed as just a as an area of the park. Like every other scare zone, it's kind of open. Kind of feels like a theme park in a way. Um, but this one, it's like you know, it just lends itself to a to a haunted attraction. It is it, it, you. You almost feel like you're leaving a theme park for about 10 seconds till you get to the other mm-hmm. side. So yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think the stage there completely ruins it. I'm not like trying to say that, like, I think the stage shouldn't be there because the stage it's, a, it is a good area for a stage. I'm just, I just don't want to want it to be one of those areas where there's enough people making it hard for others that don't, aren't planning on standing there to get um, around, yeah. to get around it. That's yeah, the only it's... thing I worry about. And that's the one that's the one thing that I, I do like about that whole like Blues Brother Alley where it's like you go in and you're out of the way of traffic. You know, you can't come in and out through that way. It would eliminate that. So the only the only reason for going in would be to see that show versus where if the stage right. was in front of Mel's, it's everyone watching the show is now in pathways in, in the flow of traffic a little bit. So that's why I like that little area a little bit little bit better um you know we talked we we, i think you mentioned earlier that stage up by like in front of rip ride rocket um i mean i it's it sucks because like you need to have a queue line there uh for those houses but if you didn't like it would be i mean it's a no-brainer for a little show area because it's already there you have the the seating area thing so like i would try and maybe if I, if I had to use that or if I had to pick that, like it, there's gotta be a way to rewrap the queue where it doesn't take up that entire area. Cause you don't want to just put on a show just for the people in line. Cause that doesn't do anything for you. That doesn't, it, it doesn't get people away from anything else. It just, you know, gives people in line something to watch, which is cool. But like the whole benefit of these shows is to draw people somewhere else. So, you know, maybe if, if that zigzag portion was cut, you know, like in half and you could watch the show like on the left side and the right side is the uh, shortened zigzag. Um, you know, it. I, I guess you want to put your, your big money houses up front. You know, we, we had some pretty big houses up there um, of previous years, but then I feel like this year with, um, you know, like Spirits of the Coven was there. The line never, re- I mean, unless it was a Friday or Saturday night, the line wasn't all the way you know, from the front of the, the entrance of the house all the way wrapped around back out all in front of Rip Ride Rocket area. Yeah. It was it was pretty un you know, not utilized. I mean, if so if you put some of your like, I don't want to say weaker houses, but you know, it, you're gonna put one of those originals that you're kind of rolling the dice on over there yeah. just to take up just I mean, so that way you can afford to put a stage show there and yeah. limit the, the queue line. 
Yeah, I mean, the only other option, if, if we wanted to utilize that stage for something, you could potentially, because we noticed how, how much space they had the, the queue for, um, um, what's the prison one? that Hell, they had? Hellblock. Hellblock, and how big that, 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 that extra room was, and they mm-hmm. had that queue set up in there, because I, I guess their assumption was that the last of, uh, not the last of us, uh, was it the oh, last Evil of Dead us? Rise. Evil Dead Rises was going to be like um, that big of a weight. Like yeah. you could potentially where Coven was take away that house completely, mm-hmm. open up that area for the stage um, mm-hmm. and then put the house behind Men in Black again. Yeah. And then put another get, 10 and pack ha- up there. Then, then, then you get 10 houses. I mean, you do lose a stage, a sound stage, but I mean, if if you if you needed to, uh, my thing is, is like I think that only sta- that state should only really be used if they have a big enough reason to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not saying like I get sorry. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> but I think what you're you're saying there too is like I, I mean, if there was no queue line there, it would be a a great spot to to have a, a right. show. But like it has to be like you know kind of like Worth how it. I was I was joking on, on on with my comment on our on our post <laughs> on Instagram where I said you know give me a Ice Nine Kill show every weekend like <laughs> yeah. obviously I'm kidding but at the yeah. same time if you can get an act like that or maybe not even just one that big but if you get like a you know just say you get like a decent a decently well known cover band to come in and yeah play just like, like cover songs, songs or, or, or something. songs or whatever. Um, You'd want to put them on a stage like that, I think, because you need to give enough space for people to kind of like mill about and listen to music or, or listen mm-hmm. to the music. I mean, I'm not saying you can't put musical acts on the other on other stages, mm-hmm. but if it's a big enough act where you can fill the area and justify getting rid of that queue, mm-hmm. then it would make sense. But if you can't justify filling that area, um, then there's really no reason to get rid of the queue and just keep a house on a soundstage. Yeah, and I'm not that, sure. That, that and it doesn't really work. Yeah, and I forget too. Um, exactly how the back of the queue works but i'm sure like you could find a way to wrap more queue behind it's almost like pushing all the stuff behind everything and, and just hiding it i'm sure you could extend the queue a little bit more up up towards the stage or back behind it um all while still having some of it up front which is fine but you know even if it was like a, a four row queue you could have people behind the line watching the stage show whatever's going on yeah, yeah. I mean, they can. I mean, they can find a way to make it. Cues are, I mean, cues are cues for a reason. Like you can, you can set them up in a way you need, in any way you really need to. So they can make it work. I mean, I'm sure there's ways to like set cues up behind the stage or to the right of the stage or the left of the stage and make make it make it work in some way. Um, how that would happen, I don't know. I don't work there, but you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like there's ways to there's ways to make it work. Um, I'm just not. I'm not 100 percent sold on is it worth it? Like, yeah, I, I just don't know. I mean, I don't know if they'll be able to pull anything in. That's for me would make sense going to that trouble to open up that stage. To yeah. be honest. Um, yeah. I mean, another area I was kind of thinking about too, now that we're talking is that alleyway between the backside of transformers and Mel's where they have the transformer characters out. Yeah. The day a lot. Yep. If there was enough state space, between that building and the bathroom building area thing that's next to it. Mm-hmm. And there's enough space to stick like, even like a, a smaller medium sized stage in that little area. If people were kind of hanging out back there. That's really not blocking off a, a big traffic area either. Yeah. You know, could again, like, if you, if you leave that blue blues brothers alley open, you could put the stage almost right to like the, f- 
the front of like that is it a christmas store or something like that but that right where the food starts you could put the stage there cap it so that way you can kind of walk back that way but i'm curious where but then you'd have to rotate wherever stay and scream enters for those houses but again it is see it seems like a you know one of those pathways in that little quadrant in that area is a little unnecessary because it's just, one of them is just never getting used it's just a simple pathway right. so you could take one of those away um turn it into essentially a dead end with a stage at the end of it and, and host something there um the other two that i had just for like you know long shots i they used to do shows at the animal actor stage now i'm not sure why they stopped um hosting stuff there um but i mean that Unless there's some logistical reason that I'm not aware of, um, I, I am still always left confused why that one's not utilized. May, you know, maybe this will be the year that, like, say hypothetically we lose the Fear Factor stage and they still need to do a stage show and they just roll it in there. Maybe that'll translate, but I just don't. I don't know why it's. Maybe it's just not being used because they don't want to do the the two stage shows at a time right now. Um, but maybe that's something we'll we'll have answers to later on down the line when if and when fear factor does shut down what will their answer be because it's it would be a tough pill to swallow if they got rid of the fear factor stage and eliminated a stage show because it's just going to increase the crowd it's like size cuz people are going to all the people that were at those shows at that time are going to have to be somewhere and now they got nowhere to go so it's just going to be putting those people back out into the the lines and the scare zone. So they're going to have to do something if they eliminate the fear factor stage. Yeah. I mean, it could just be that make, you know, with this, with the size of the crowds, I'm, I'm, I would assume that the size of the crowds have grown, you know, every subsequent year. And maybe that, that pet stage or the animal stage just couldn't feasibly hold the number of people that were going to come into it regularly. Mm-hmm. And they had to use the fear factor stage for that reason. Um, I mean, who knows? I mean, th- there is a good chance that Universal finds something else to kind of take the the regular traffic during the day, maybe some other type of show, like not Fear Factor, but like obviously something else. And yeah. they have a reason to keep the stage. And then if that's the case, then then they should be fine. They can keep pulling it, putting on something for for Horror Nights. But like we've sec- said before, the rumor was that they were going to take it down. They obviously yeah. haven't yet. So who knows? I mean, they, it, it, maybe they... they I mean, I again, we've said it before, and I don't want to go down this road again, but I, I don't see any reason for them to think that keeping it up just for Horror Nights would make any sense. Like, it's a lot of space back there that they could use for something else. Um, yeah. That, you know, just keeping it here because, you know, for two months they want to run some sort of horror show for the Horror Nights event that that wouldn't make any sense. So if they're keeping it up and they have been, they I mean it, has, it hasn't come down yet. They haven't started bringing it down yet. So, I mean, there's a good chance. Maybe something is going to replace fear factor. Uh, yeah, and the stage so I, stay there, but yeah, I guess the, the rumor um, was that it, it is to be, or it is, or was to be demolished to add another like virtual reality style ride for the Harry Potter land. And they're going to expand that, like out cut that corner and and just make and that, that would Harry Potter sense. area and even that, longer that that would make some feasible sense at least be, I mean for the regular park 
Yes, which brings in their profit for 12 months of the year versus Horror Nights, which is two months. Exactly. Right. And no one's buying tickets for the stage show. Right. And my guess is that at this point, they're probably not going to take the stage down now until at least they get closer to. Is it Epic Adventures of the the new park? So, yeah. So Epic Universe. So I guess this ride was supposedly planned for them originally. But because it everything got pushed because of COVID, they were just going to end up putting it at studios. So that way they could hopefully open it before Epic opens to kind of give the, you know, give the people what they want, I guess, a little bit earlier. So, I mean, it all sounds quick because supposedly Epic is summer of 25. I don't know how quickly they can just whip up, you know, demolish Fear Factor, whip up a little extension to cover the rest of Harry Potter land and pop that thing in. I, that seems like it would take just about the same amount of time, but you know who who knows how fast they can kind of pull that pull that all off. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I, it's obviously, this is all speculation. Like nobody really knows yeah, anything. Yeah, but no. um, again, I I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, you know, we're going to hang on now until we kind of figure out what's going on with this ride, and then. Yeah, set a date, you know, demolish on November you know, 1st or whatever. Right? If if we're at this point already in the year and I mean, who knows what they're doing in there? Maybe they're stripping it. Maybe they're getting, you know, all the equipment out and pulling all the rigs. And so that way it's just a stadium and seats that they push over. But I I haven't really looked too into the stage to see if anything has kind of come, you know, anything of value has been taken out, you know, because that would pro- that would obviously be the first steps. Um, but I don't think they've filed any like demolition permits or anything like that yet. So it's still, as of yeah, what I saw nothing, online, as as I know, nothing's but... happened. Yeah, that's so, nothing yet. Anyways, who knows? Um, the, the last one I have as an option kind of goes hand in hand. That's and the last like location, and we'll kind of after this bridge over to um, possible shows or styles of shows or stuff we that could be fun as a show and where they would go. Who knows? Um, but one show I had in mind, I have nothing other than the concept in mind. But I mean, we have the Born Stuntacular show. We have the whole stadium in there that it seats a lot of people. What if, and now we're kind of branching into the the possible show ideas. But I mean, if we did some sort of, if you've been in the show, the way they work the stage and moving like set props in and out, like is just flawless it's it's tough to describe but on the screen you know they'll have actors walking in front of a screen and the background moves as if the character is walking down you know this back alley or whatever and then every now and then a couple pieces of what's on screen like a you know a building is a building structure is kind of on wheels and they wheel it out as if it's you know on the screen so he can kind of interact with sort certain set pieces um yeah, it's That'll got sensors cool. built into the floor and it's built crazy. into the pieces, so they follow the the track of the sensor. Yeah. I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's infrared sensors or if it's sonar sonar sensors or whatever. I forget what they said it was, but yeah, they basically wheel them out kind of across the stage. And the stage itself doesn't move, or your seats don't. No, move. no, it feels like you're moving, but it it doesn't. It just you kind of yep. sit in one spot and you watch the different stunts happen at once. So, but it would be yeah. cool if. 
they had a show in there and i i thought it would be cool if they had a universal monster style one because you can do and i know like the programming for this like this is just a ridiculous concept there's a lot of stuff that happens in the show we don't need you know you don't need to really program all the the choreograph the fights and the the stunts and you know you could almost almost just make use of the of the video effects and like the the characters and and you probably could have a couple set pieces that move but you wouldn't necessarily need it. Um, I mean, obviously that's part of the show, but that's more of the stunt aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem, the problem, the problem I see with it is just how many shows are they going to have to run and how often they have to run them? Because I feel like, and maybe, I don't know, maybe, I mean, maybe the numbers really aren't that different during the day for the stunt show, but like, I feel like you would need to like do it a lot. You know? Yeah, I forget what they run. I feel like I think they run like every every hour or every like forty five minutes or something. It's a thirty minute show. Um, obviously, it doesn't have to be that long for for the actual show because this, you know, I think the built in thirty minutes they build in that little video intro, like intro where you stand in the room, you watch the TV, and then you go in to watch the show. So, like, if you did like a little. 15 20 minute show and you could just do something simple like there's just you know somebody that's trying to hunt monsters and that's why he's he goes to you know the castle and he sees the the bride and yeah and you could do something like that you know this is why he's at the swamp now and this is why he's at you know the the phantom of the opera's area and stuff like that and that's just one little main character that is traveling about to the different different little areas to visit our favorite little monsters but i think that would be that was really the the first initial thought that came to my mind with that stage. Cause so I was like, I don't, you know, you, I guess you could maybe do something with um, like the icons as well in the similar sense of like, you see some cool scenery and stuff like that. But I feel like set piece wise for like multi-purpose, uh, multi-purpose reasons, you know, the sets for universal monsters could be very generic and be reused for something else when it's just like a, you know, a, a castle entrance facade or, or something of that sort. It's an actual organ um, that the Phantom would be playing. I think that would just be fun to kind of see that world in that style of medium because it's just been, it's been house, 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 and which is great. But imagine seeing those houses in like the bright light stage and that video. Um, I'm sure it would take a lot to create that, but I think it would just be insane. So, I guess we can jump into like musical aspects um, when we kind of break our, you know, kind of breaking from from that stage show style. I mean, music, I mean, because I feel like this one's pretty quick. Um, You know, if there were any of the stages that we'd mentioned, um, obviously, we're not going to get Ice Nine Kills. Um, Don't don't kill my dreams, man. Right. But like you, you mentioned, like some sort of like, just cover bands like any kind of cover yeah, i mean you could like find rockabilly rock some, like horror music like i mean they may you, even i mean hell they may even have like people in their entertainment department like uh, some like the the talent they already have hired may have you know maybe they could throw together a, a cover band or, or even not even cover band just like somebody gets up on stage a few people to get up on stage and like sing covers like monster mash like do it just do that yeah stuff. Or, or do maybe do like a you know a medley of of rocky horror picture show songs you know what i mean like you could do things like that 
Yep. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a band. Now, granted, obviously, I would love to see like an Ice Nine Kills show, but they're never gonna yeah. like because you notice how like they'll do like the the free concert series, kind of like how Disney does it at Epcot, where they have like some of like the older. I don't want to say washed up bands, but you know, some of the bands that are like not popular anymore. They're, <laughs> they're riding out what fame they have left. Right, like, like, like the Goo Goo Dolls. Like, I was just going to say, I, 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 love, anymore. I love them, but they're at Universal for, yeah, they're playing for Universal part. shows now. So like, if they could do something like that, like yeah. get a bunch of like, you know, not washed up bands, but some of like the bands that are like, kind of like, I'm trying to think if there's anything like in particular that I could think of. There really isn't. Um, no, I mean, band wise in that, in that respect, we were talking about, I was like, those it's, it would end up being those, those same people, which genre wise or music style, like would make no sense. Right. So it would have to, like, we'd have to force them. Like, hey, well, what <laughs> can you play monster mash 30 times? Thanks. Google dolls. Yeah, no, but I mean, uh, I, mean, they, I mean, they have enough talent that I think they could probably put something together. That- yeah. But I don't know if they, they would, but I, I, I would just do like a straight, like, you know, find some some band that is strictly covers songs or whatever, and book them out for the two months, and give them some horror outfits or whatever, and just be like, oh well, here's your set list or whatever. You know, pick what you think you want to do, and, and and we'll just kind of make it happen. They can do quick like little fifteen minute sets every, you know, one every like hour or every you know hour and a half or so and stuff like that, just to kind of. Yeah draw people to that little area for a little bit and try to alleviate some of the, the the stress level of everybody else. Another one that I thought of, and it's not necessarily music, but like a blue man group style horror thing. Um, obviously it wouldn't be on PVC pipes with like marshmallows and stuff like that, but you could do something with like that, that it's almost like a mix between that and like, you know, the little construction worker. I was just going to say, I am honestly surprised the they don't have thing. something with those guys. Just dress them up in like horror like costumes, like horror, like make it horrorified. You yeah, know what I mean? Do, like I mean, have the them same, do like horror movie themes. Yeah. On the yep, drums. You could do like orchestra style, like themes of different, different things. Like if you had like the, you know, the Halloween theme played on like, you know, those big, big oil drum kind of things, but right. you know, you could put yep. like, like how the blue men have like the paint that, you know, you could have like red paint for blood and stuff like that. You could, you could do some fun stuff with like UV lights on that. Like, especially when it's dark out, you could really have a field day with the lighting aspect of it. And I think that would just be entertaining. Again, a short little 15, 20 minute thing that happens every, every other hour or something or every hour. And that could be on a little smaller stage, like you said, over in that blue man alley or, or even if they did that in the conjure the dark area, which were, I know it's San Francisco, but like the stage aspect of it, it just makes it easier to, you know, mentally um, picture that aspect, you know, that thing happening over there. Um, So, I mean, in regards to like music in like, I guess, sound style things, I mean, a, a, um, you know, aside of doing like just a, a DJ, um, is there anything else that like kind of comes to mind for you? Cause I'm, I mean, that's really what I had for the musical music aspect of shows. No, I mean, like I said, I would just put a guy up there and sing monster mash 30 times. a night. <laughs> but, uh, um, I mean, it's tough with music because outside of a DJ or some sort of cover band or an actual band, there really isn't a whole lot you can do. 
Um, I mean, you can obviously like include music in a lot of different things, but specifically mm-hmm. music, it's yeah, it's. I mean, what else do you do other than singers? You know yeah. what I mean. Um. So I guess we can kind of bridge our way from the musical aspect to like the stage show aspect of things. Um, and one that I thought would be interesting, I started looking back at like some, you know, like older houses that we, we just recently saw, but like, it, I feel like it would be kind of cool to have like Pasek's puppet troupe do like a puppet show, but it's like the remnants of the puppet theater. So it's like orchestra style show. And like the people are actually like, you know, dressed up with marionettes with like wires on them. It's, you know, it's real people playing, but they have, you know, strings attached to them. So it looks like they're being, you know, puppeted to make the sounds like that. Um, I thought that would be a cool way to like mesh the two. So you could have it stage showy with, you know, the, the, you know, the main people coming out, you know, introducing the, his new puppet trope and kind of explaining the backstory and the history a little bit more of that house and, and bringing it, bringing it to life. Cause we saw, you know, the aftermath, we saw the people that have been in there and, and mutilated and stuff like that. But it would be funny if, you know, lo and behold, years later, he dug them all up, he, they're preserved and he's rolling them out for a countrywide show or something like, or nationwide concert series and stuff like that. And he's, he's having these people play these, you know, horrific sounds. And again, it would be just very, you know, it wouldn't be much, I probably wouldn't even add vocals to it. I would just have like a very macabre style, like instrumental theater style sound, which yeah, would be you could have cool like, to tie in with that house. Like the mutilated corpses, like reanimated and it's like people, but like they're supposed to be dummies. They're supposed to be puppets or whatever. Yeah. And it could be like, yeah, you know, Pasek's traveling, you know, ventriloquist show or something on the ventriloquist, but something along those lines. Yeah. Have them kind of be like attached to this, like what looks like a big machine in the stage mm-hmm. and it like moves them around like puppets and stuff like that. That would be kind of cool. And yeah. just kind of put it to a weird piano music, like off key piano music. Yes. Yeah. And just, I mean, just really like grotesque sound. And, yeah. And uh, this, and this would be something, I think honestly, this would be something like what we have with Halloween with um, zombie land, where it's like, it's not like a full 30 minute show. But yeah. Like every 10, 15 minutes, they come out and do like a five minute act and have it change a few yeah. times throughout the night. So it's not always the same thing. You could have them have like five or six different sets and they just rotate. Yeah. Like every, right. every other one. So like within, within three hours, if you go see every show, you could have seen every single performance. But for the most part, when you see it, it'll typically, if you're not like us and go all the time, it would typically be almost like a very, a special, like one off kind of situation. Yeah. Like you'd, you'd see a different show like every yep. night. Um, so now like leaning fully i guess into the stage show aspect of it where it's not like you know music centric um because that that puppet theater one would would really have a, a good split half and half but these would be more stage show styles you know in the past they've done like i mentioned earlier the jack's carnival of carnage and then the carnage returns which is kind of like i mean it was it was jack and chance it was like a torture show and then there was just a bunch of like sexy dancers you know it was like half jack and then half of like the dancing aspect of Halloween nightmare fuel without like as much of the pyro, there was still some pyro, but as much as like the magic and stuff, it wasn't involved like that. But I, I would, it, would you, would you want to see like Jack as a show again? I mean, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. 
Um, yeah, I've never seen it. I mean, I'd like to see it. I mean, I would imagine that people that have seen all of it probably are like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that again. But I mean, I would like to, you know, I would like to experience it. Um, yeah. Maybe involve more than just Jack. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how many icons were a part of it, if it was just him. But like, if you involved maybe a couple more icons in it or something like that, or mm-hmm. um, even if it wasn't a Jack's Carnival of Carnage and you made something else having to do with like Cary, Ohio, too, and having yeah. a Cary, Ohio stage show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just act out some sort of stage show or something on one of those lines. I mean, the problem is, is that like these do kind of devolve into like you just said, the best way to describe it is sexy dancing. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like it's like the fallback. It's like, well, yeah, we'll do a stage show, but we're going to add a bunch of half naked girls dancing, too, because that, that, yeah. that, that'll get people to come get people to throw a like, bunch of leather pants on the guys and, like, and then and corsets like, well, on the girls right, and let and them go. It, and it's like, sure, like that's fine. Get, but like, I get that's what you're going to. I mean, I get that's what a lot of things kind of just become at this event but like i i would prefer more nuance to it than just that like i'm not complaining i'm obviously still a i'll take it but blooded <laughs> straight white guy like i'm not gonna like complain but at the same time it's like it, it is a almost kind of niche like you know not, not everybody wants not everybody wants to just sit there and watch that like yeah it is it's fine for what it is like if you do like a like the Rob Zombie scare zone, like it kind of fits. It's an aspect sense. of it. Yeah. It made sense because it fits the theme. But if like you have like a Jack stage show and it's Jack and then also a bunch of random girls in, like you said, leather pants, like, is that yeah, really- it doesn't, for me, it doesn't, they don't, it blends two genres that aren't necessarily. Is, I'm not going to sit there, you know, every night I go and watch it. I mean, I might yeah. sit there and watch it once just to, just to say I did it. Mm hmm. But it would need to be something more specifically de- de- like revolving around Jack and or the rest of the icons. So like yeah. have Jack and, and Chance and then maybe, you know, or if it, even if it's just like Jack and Chance present and do something along the lines of that nature, mm-hmm. where like he's presenting a story or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's where I kind of am going down that rabbit hole now of like, all right, so what other icons? I mean, I wouldn't you know, even I, mind I if it was like, you know jack up on stage and he's just roasting people in the audience <laughs> right he's like doing straight like up crowd work. <laughs> um i think that was like there was an aspect of that as well but I'm, I'm trying to think like i'm going down the list and i had one icon on here but i also just thought of another one that would be interesting enough so we'll go on the one that i had um because we got like just a tiny 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 sample size of this and that's the terror queen and we had that very small sample size a couple of years ago during the um yeah uh, i mean she, she was just she was just kind of just there doing the, a sacrifice yeah but she's it was, just kind of a part of the scare zone but it would be cool if you had her or storyteller cuz it's 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 sort of told through the storyteller but if you had them give the full in-depth story of like the whole Terra Crentis world and kind of going through that whole folklore. We've done an episode before on that way two, two and a half years ago now at this point of, of the full story of like what it actually is, but the whole cycle of how we get to, you know, the Terra throne and, and, and kind of the, all the sacrifices that are made. Um, that would be an interesting way to kind of put some light on an icon that I feel like is, is sometimes forgotten about. Um, and I think, has one of the most in-depth world building backstories, you know, all the other ones, I mean, they, they all have, you know, you'll get Jack the clown's backstory and it is extensive, but at the end of the day, the clown. it's a, it's, he's singular versus right. the Terra queen 
and the Terra Corensis was an entire world full of. Yeah, I would characters. love to learn more about her character and her mm-hmm. world um, and what yeah. kind of makes her who she is. I don't think we get that a lot. Um, and we didn't get a lot of that during the events that involved the icons, at least the ones that I've been to so far. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, when she was in front of the scare zone, like if you didn't tell me she was Terra Queen, you wouldn't know. Yeah, at least that, it was just for, it was forgotten about. You know, yeah, I, mean, I feel like no one would really know who it was. I mean, obviously the Uber fans, the super fans that have been going for 20 years, they'd probably recognize her. But again, for me, people like me, if you had told me that that's who it was, I would never have guessed. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it was definitely almost like a, a little forgotten style thing. Um, but then the other icon I thought about, which would be fun was if we gave the director and the usher a show and they like were showing some of their films and, and, and stuff like that. And if we got, you know, all of those, those B rated horror or C D rated horror movies that they've showcased in, in some of their other houses in the past, if we brought those to life and they, they shot like footage from some of those um, and, and put them on like a, a screen essentially. And you could theme the screen around like a movie theater. You could have the red drapes on the side and, and stuff like that. I thought that would be just off the top of my head. I thought that would be pretty interesting because those would, are. I'm sure that I'm surprised they haven't done something like that before. Because that, like, I feel like that kind of like the both of those characters lend themselves right, like right to that. So I'm surprised they've never taken the time to like film clips from their movies and then show them yeah. off. So that is a cool idea. Yeah, I thought it would be, and, you know, you could have it almost like on a projector reel and and have it sort of in the just, just kind of sh- him showcasing his, his work, I guess. Um, but yeah, you could have that sort of like all the, the, the stuff from slaughter cinema and the houses, you can kind of dive into those, those movies a little bit and have, it's almost like a, like a screening, you know, like he's, he's there presenting his projects and, and doing like Q and A's on it and stuff like that. Um, and, and you could have that back and forth between guests in that in that respect, because that's also one thing that I, I do think is is missing with these shows and characters is that that live mic for the actors. I feel like oftentimes they don't we've, we've talked about this in the past. They just do like they, they put audio over and you lip sync to it versus letting these actors act. And that's what they get. I mean, you get cast as an actor and actress, and yet you don't really use use that skill you're just like all right well here's your lines yeah learn how to mimic the words and go more, with it um like physical acting yeah or that it's like actual like lines and that sort of thing mm-hmm. um i guess one i mean, we can call him an icon at this point but maybe a little redemption tour for the pumpkin lord if he had a show and he wasn't just farting and burping the whole time um yeah diving yeah. into like the history of halloween and his his whole story yeah, I mean, I I think I don't know if if we're talking about like if this if this if this is specifically we're talking about like this upcoming event, I'm not sure I'd want him three years in a row. I, I don't yeah. know. I feel like we don't want the burnout. Now, granted, if we're just talking like stage show ideas in general, yeah, I think I think it would work. I think he lends himself again kind of to a stage. The problem is, is you don't want it to end up being what it is, what it was this year, where he's just standing in a big platform to look like his big pumpkin, and he can't really move because he's attached to the pumpkin. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you almost want to be able to have him have the ability to to move around and walk around. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I could see that. To me, it would, be, it, would, it would almost be just like, instead of Jack's Carnival of Carnage, it would be Pumpkin Lord's Pumpkin Patch of Terror or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, something along those lines, where it's kind of like the same show, just with a, diff- just with a different character. Yeah, so there's a different MC, essentially. Yeah. Um, I do have one last idea. Um, the idea is very loose, because I don't know what the basis of it would be. Um but this was a scare zone from a couple years ago and they had a stage, but I think it would be interesting to do a, to give them a bigger stage. And that would be doing a vanity ball style stage show where it is essentially a, you know, more elaborate fashion show of the macabre where it's just like these ridiculously, you know, tortured up costumes of, you know, flesh and skin, you know, bone stuff like that and putting that on an actual bigger stage outside of a scare zone so it's its own thing and you could literally have like the vanity ball you know because it was you know back then they did have like the announcer and they did like the little runway but the runway was probably 10 15 feet long but doing a legitimate like fashion show they didn't really give you a whole reason to stop and watch like, no, it was to, definitely to come a, up with a way to like actually get you to sit, like not sit, but stop and pay attention for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, I, I would be, I would definitely go to if they, they had this at, I mean, anywhere, if they did it at any of the sound stages or, you know, and, and we talked about the animal stage, the animal um, actor stage. If, if the reasoning why they left was like, you know, lighting or pyro or stuff like this isn't something that you need that for. This is simply a, you know, like a ridiculous over the top fashion show hosted by you know whomever and kind of going into the backstory, I guess a little bit of that scare zone. You could explain the, 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 you know, the whys and, and all that stuff. Um, and you could kind of introduce some new characters in that respect and you could have, Essentially, you could try to if if people gravitate towards it, you know the the conductor or the MC or whatever that runs the vanity ball could you could dive into that character a little bit and and, and develop that person. I think you could. I think that 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 world of you know like fashion hasn't really been elaborated upon too much in HHN, and this would be a cool way to like shine a light on it a little bit more and see if that's something that people gravitate towards. Because then you could go back and do that as a house at some point to a, a vanity ball house. But I, I would be interested to see the turnout of a, a horror fashion show. Yeah. Be interesting. But that's, um, man, that's what we got. I, again, I, I didn't think we'd get too much out of this one. Cause we were, we were pulling some stuff last minute. And I'm sure there's plenty of other ideas. We'd love to hear, um, your show ideas. So if you do have any, let us know. Um, but I think that's all we got for this week for this this topic. Unless you have anything else that you um, anything else you've been sitting on. Nope, I think that kind of covers everything. I mean, I, I, again, um, shows are great to break up the monotony of the event. So I don't, I'm not never opposed to having something outside of scare zones and houses to kind of stop and watch. So if they were to add things to it, I wouldn't complain. Um, well, my, my, my thought is they, they'd almost have to pick one or two of the areas we kind of talked about or where they kind of already have them set up and just kind of stick them there. Like you really can't have a whole bunch, but um, 
if they were to no. put one or stages in for the event and they could make it work and they were, it was feasible to keep them up throughout the day, uh, I think that would be great. And, you know, add some, you know, musical, you know, some, some music to it. Or even like, even if we did like a DJ and did like a horror DJ and yep. just have like a, a block party, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. would be a yep. nice way to block, to, to, to break it up, put a couple of those drink carts in like an area where people can kind of hang out, listen to some music and, you know, just, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you have like a, a place to kind of just stop for a minute. Just like you roll out. Yeah. Kind night. of just like, sit down you know, chill. You have your food options. You've got your places where you can get drinks or whatever, but you know, make it like a little like outdoor nightclub type thing. You know yep. what I mean? Like if you've ever been to um, Vegas, like they do it in Vegas all the time, but they have outdoor mm-hmm. nightclub type stuff. Yeah. Cause they, they have to find a way to, to start dispersing some of the people. Yeah. It's just, it's something that has to happen. Um, at some at some point in the near future um so hopefully they listen to some of these ideas we'll see um next week we are going to be kicking off february and we figured it's been long enough we have to dive into our killer reviews we have to watch a new movie or not a new movie but we have to watch a movie and i figured you know it's right around the corner from valentine's day this series is going to be at horror nights this year so why not dive into the whole Chucky franchise? Why don't we why don't we sit down and watch The Bride of Chucky? So that's what we're going to be having for you next week. Uh, a little killer review action. I haven't seen this movie in probably a decade. I this movie in a very long time. I'm excited to, to check it out because I, I want to get into the show. Uh, but before I do the show, I want to rewatch the series. So I'm going to rewatch up to Bride of Chucky and then I'll wait for Bride of Chucky for our, um, our killer review. Um, but that's what we got coming up for you next week. But until then, this is Nick. And this is Seamus. Happy Hans. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a type of one good scare. just like to thank vampire stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music so if you would just go check him out spotify facebook again that is vampire stepdad